Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to episode four of A to Z Arizona Sports All Day. Uh, I am Hayden Silly, one of your hosts, and with me as always, the one and only Jonah Krell. And Jonah, we have so much to talk about today, don't we? Yes, we do. We got Phoenix Mercury to talk about, tying the series up with the Las Vegas Aces one-to-one, and we also got a spicy matchup with the Cardinals and the Rams in week four. Well, let's get it, Hayden. Dude, this is going to be so exciting. I can't, I can't wait to start. So for those of you that are joining us new, uh, we have a segment that we call Quick Hitters. Uh, Jonah and I will talk about uh, one or two headlines from this week in Arizona Sports News, and we'll just, give our, we'll just give our thoughts about it. So let's go ahead and give this a go. He's got that music <laughs> yes, playing. Yes, sir. All right, my first Quick Hitter. And maybe it's not a, a happy one, but the D-backs, they're closing in after losing to the Giants last night in the ninth inning. They are now at 50 and 100 and 109. That's the record, guys. Nice. They are the franchise record for losses is 111. They are so close <laughs> to that franchise record. So we'll see what happens. Do you, do you oh think do you think they can manage to blow it? Do you, do you I think, think so. do you think they could they it, could get swept? If they if they get swept, they have 3 games left. If they get swept, that's the record. It's all theirs. Also, on another note, they're two games up for the number one pick. Let's clap for that. Let's give them a round yeah. of applause for, for <laughs> terrible play. All right. <laughs> Let's go. All right. So my, my first quick hitter is uh, about last night. And the Phoenix Mercury uh, tied the series with the Las Vegas Aces. Uh, and they tied the series one-to-one behind Diana Taurasi's 37 points. And get this on 8 of 11 shooting from three. And not only that, but 37 points is a career playoff high for Diana Taurasi. And it just just goes to show how, you know, she she's like fine wine. She just gets better with age, it seems. They call her the goat for a reason. I mean, it, that, that was just ridiculous. Yes, sir. All right, and with that being said, we will actually jump right into our first topic of of the morning and it will actually be about the phoenix mercury and headlines made way about how they tied the series at one to one and but get this game three is being played at desert financial arena in tempe because of a disney on ice event and i'll i'll just go ahead and start this off i think this is an absolute travesty and mm-hmm. when you I feel I feel so sorry for every pioneer of women's sports, like from you know from the 1900s on to the current day. I feel so sorry because this is the problem, right? And you want to talk about equality and sports. Want to talk about oh, you know we we're so inclusive and we're this and we're that and we we support if you're a male, female, you know. It, straight bisexual whatever the case is this just goes to show that you know talk is cheap you have to back it up and not only that jonah it'd be one thing if it was a regular season game this is a playoff game mind you this is the semi-finals like the the mercury are one round away from potentially winning it all and to just brush them aside like you know I, i know people some people make fun of the WNBA, you know, they, they, they shouldn't, you know, they're, they're paid athletes. They're making a lot more than you or I or a whole lot of other people, and they get to play a sport for a living, which I think is phenomenal. But 
at the same time, it is just, it's so, it's unbelievable in the worst way possible. I think this is an absolute disgrace. And I think if you're the WNBA, you need to, you need to step up and you need to say something and you need to put other leagues on notice too, because this is getting out of hand. Hayden, you said all the right things there. Um, and I, I love what you said. And I just want to echo that because this is embarrassing. I'll say it again. This is just embarrassing for women's basketball. Uh, I mean, you look at 2020 March Madness for um, women's college basketball, and you know that put on display all the 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 second like the resources, the inferior resources compared to the men's March Madness tournament. It was just it was put on display last year, and you would think you know they they improved. After after that was put on display, they improved um, the women's uh, the women's game in terms of the they they improved their resources at the tournament, uh, and you would think like that would get, situation would get solved, but here we go again. I mean, this would not happen to the Phoenix Suns. the The Mercury share the Footprint Center. That's a new name for the Suns Arena. I don't really like it, but whatever. Um, they they <laughs> share the Footprint Center with the Suns, and that is their arena. They, they don't deserve to play in a college arena, the, the ASU arena, and, and they played at the GCU arena in that, that first round one game elimination game. It's, it's just embarrassing, and, and they don't deserve this, and it's just, I'm see, and that's what I sort of, um, it was just a flashback for me from that 2020 um, women's college basketball tournament um, in terms of just them not getting the same treatment as men, as as the NBA. It's just, um, I just don't know what else to say besides that's embarrassing. Disney on ice, that's that's what we're going to do here. Disney on ice instead of a playoff WNBA game. And, and the Mercury have been here for a long time. This is one of the best franchises in the WNBA history. Like, they've won three titles. This This just doesn't make sense. It's not... It's not right. Yeah, absolutely. And there's actually there's a quote that I found from uh, from University of South Carolina coach Don Staley about um and this was regarding last season in 2020 about the tournament. And I don't have the actual quote with me right now, but it basically just talks about how how as you as you just said it, Jonah, that there's this gap. You know, like if if this was the if this was the NCAA you know men's tournament, which turned out to be pretty successful given the given the circumstances with the covid and everything social distancing etc and you know the the ncaa women's basketball tournament had to be played in a bubble and you know again you just compare you compare apples to apples and when people wonder gee i wonder why you know women's basketball isn't getting any traction it's because of events yep. like this this that's exactly right hayden it, it just is and um we can talk for a long time about this, but I think we'll just be echoing the same sentiment. Um, and I think while this situation deserves to have light on it, let's let's shed light on the actual team, how they're playing, yeah. because that should be the story, not this this side story. Um, their play should be the reason we're talking about them. Um, and so let's talk about them. You know, they won last night in very convincing fashion, and Tarazi was unstoppable eight of 11 um from three 10 of 13 overall 
wow. that's ridiculous. She shot over 75% um, <laughs> on 13 shots and 37 points. It's just, it's it shows what a goat can do when she's on fire and when she's feeling it. That's a fact. And I mean, and I think one of the most underrated moves of the entire of the entire offseason last year for the Phoenix Mercury as well, just as the WNBA as a whole, was the signing of Skylar Diggins-Smith. Yes. Uh, from, she played in Chicago, correct? Um, I'm not sure on that. Okay. Um, well, I, I know she, she played somewhere on, on, on the East Coast, but I think that she has been so great just taking pressure off of Diana Taurasi, and I think it's allowed her just to... Get, get back to just putting the ball in the hoop because I think Diana Taurasi for so long has has had to score the ball as well as, you know, be a playmaker, you know, get other people involved as well. And when you have a younger player to take that off your shoulders, um, it's it, it makes a big difference, and it's, it's really shown. And when you have – and now they have a big three that they can just lean on. Like they Diggin Smith, um, she had 17 – uh, Griner, she had 25, 7, and 7 rebounds um, along with two blocks. Like, if you can get Griner, Tarazi, and Diggins Smith to perform on a consistent basis, you have a very good shot to win on a, any given night. And then you also have key contributors in Shea Petty um, and Kia Nurse. So, this is a quality team that has a chance to make a run in a championship. Absolutely. And to, to go back to that point about uh, Diggins Smith, so I just found out that she was drafted third overall by the Tulsa Shock in 2013. And, you know, she yeah, she played for she played for Tulsa, then she played for the Dallas Wings, and then she came here. And but as as you said, I think another name that is going under the radar is Sophie Cunningham. And she was a big reason that, that the Mercury beat uh, New York. Mm-hmm. In that um, in that winner go home game, I believe it was last Thursday, if I'm not mistaken, sometime last week, and I've I've seen her play in person. And when when she gets hot, she gets hot. Like I, I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna compare her to anybody, but she when when she has the hot hand, there's there, there, there's no stopping. Absolutely, and you talk about comparisons. Uh, Diana Tarazi looked like Steph Curry to me last night, and and yeah. she has the ability to shoot. She 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 uh, she said after the game she was like, I only shot eleven threes, and so <laughs> it, it's just like she can shoot in volume like that. It's ridiculous. I, sometimes like game one, only four for fourteen from three, and game two is a different story, of course. So she can be a little up and down, but once she's feeling it, she's feeling it. Yeah. Um, and so with that, let's head into our second topic of the day it's the cardinals versus um the rams in week four this weekend i'm very excited for this game um but before we get into that let's quickly just go over last week um a 31 19 win versus the jaguars uh hayden this felt in the first half like a cliff game yes oh yes it did uh (laughs) you know what i'm 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 glad i'm glad there's some consistency (laughs) but um as you said you know um, adjustments just weren't there, and this is this is what we talked about last week on the show. We talked about it being a trap game, and how mm-hmm. how when you play teams like these that you're supposed to beat, sometimes you let your guard down, and then they, you know, other teams can capitalize off of that. But I think in the second half was when we saw when we saw Cliff Kingsbury do what he's been doing all season long, which is making adjustments and making good adjustments as well. I believe we were down 19-10 in the in the first half, 
and we came back and we scored 21 straight points, won 31 to 19. Uh, the defense for me is still a little bit of a concern, yeah. especially because Chandler Jones had a great week one, and I haven't seen him since. He's 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 gone missing. If anybody's found him, uh, please report him to uh, State Farm Stadium um, as soon as you can. Please, I'll I'll give you a hundred dollars for it. But uh, you know, I mean, he he still played great that first game, but it seems that teams are starting to contain him. But it's just going to be up to the secondary, I think, this week in terms of the defensive side of the ball because you got. Cooper Cup, who actually leads the league in receiving yards as of today. And he's been, him and Matthew Stafford have been, honestly, like a top five connection in the league from QB to wide receiver. So that's going to be tough to stop. And Sean McVay, I don't believe he has lost a game since since coaching the Rams against us. No, he, he's in fact, he's 8-0 yeah, against he's, the Cardinals. He, he's 8-0. And... And Kyler Murray is 0-6 against against the Rams. So I think with Cliff Kingsbury making better adjustments and and the, the defense being able to step up and at least at least limit what the Rams offense can do, I think that'll that'll definitely be the key. And last week, uh Trevor Lawrence early on, he was torching the defense. Yes, it, he it, was. Finding gaps in the zone. It was terrible. Um and and then at, just going back on Cliff, the kick at the end of the half, I feel like Cliff was feeling himself there after the week before with the 62-yard field goal to end the half. Um, wanted to go for it all with that 68-yard. Prater almost made it, but still, you just don't try that at the end of the half, I believe. That just costs you points. It costs you opportunities. And, and you you have to think, if what if that costs the game, that, that um, kick six at the end. Yeah, um, but but so. but I mean, not not to interrupt, but at the same time, you you have to make that tackle if you're the defense. Like yeah. he Jamal Agnew like should have been tackled at at least at the 25 yard line. Yeah, it, it was just missed tackle after missed tackle. So I I'll defend Cliff on this one because even if you miss the kick, it's it's on your defense and your special teams to make that stop. And they just let's face it, they they just didn't. All right, I'll give you that one. Um, but overall, they just looked undisciplined in that half, in that in that game. Um, and Hayden, you're wearing your your Cardinals W bucket hat. I am um, for yes, a reason. Sir. They if you if you guys are new to this show, Hayden will wear his Cardinals bucket hat after um, every Cardinals win on this show. So, but it wasn't. I, I assume you're not wearing it happily this week because that was that was not a pretty win in all um, in all sense of the word. Um, but they need to be pretty this weekend against the Rams because, in my opinion, after the Rams beat the Bucks last week, they are the Super Bowl favorites now. Mm-hmm. This is a prove-it game this week. This will give you sole place of the NFC West right now, and it will prove the doubters wrong because you've looked suspect in the last two weeks if you're the Cardinals. Yeah, absolutely. And as you said, I, I think that, honestly, we should be one at two. Like the 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 uh, the Vikings game, I think that was that was like the luck of the draw, you know that was that was good karma on our side with with the Greg Joseph missed field goal, and last week you know granted you made adjustments but at the same time, you have to be dominant from the get go exactly because if you play a team like L A, you play a team, like you know L A even honestly as long as Russell Wilson is still in Seattle they're still competitive. Like if you play against teams like that, Green Bay, for instance, 
you you can't you can't let up because those are teams that if they if they get you down they're going to keep you down they're not going to give you any leeway to come back so uh, as you said jonah it's just about executing from the very beginning and and let's just let's talk about our predictions um for this week what we think will be the keys uh for this game against the rams um hayden how do you think this will play out not good not good at all in fact i think the rams are riding high on last week's victory and this might be one of the few times on this show where i say the cardinals don't have a shot i i really don't think so and i i know i'm supposed to be faithful and loyal to my arizona cardinals but sean mcveigh is eight and zero against us and their their defense is great and you know deandre hopkins versus jalen ramsey that's going to be that's going to be a top a top tier matchup a marquee matchup for this week and if you look at the numbers the last time that they played um granted this was when kyler murray was injured they had chris Strebler in at quarterback but deandre hopkins had four receptions for 35 yards the time they played before uh he had hopkins had eight receptions for 52 yards and a touchdown which still isn't bad but Jalen Ramsey will shut down one side of the field. Not only that, you have Aaron Donald coming up the middle. And if you if you bring two guys to try and double him, that's gonna leave other guys that's gonna leave other guys open as well. And you know, I think their their defense will be tough to stop. If you can honestly if you can maximize honestly the running game. Even though you have Aaron Donald, just try a couple jet sweeps. Just be creative with it. But at the same time, because Cliff has shown that he can be he be creative, especially in that first week. But as well to go on to the defensive side of it, it's just going to be a matter if the if those corners can at least limit the receivers for for the Rams. Because Cooper Cup in that slot, he's he's killing it this season. As I mentioned before, the number one receiver. He's the leader in receiving yards right now in the NFL. He has five touchdowns in three games. And, you know, I'm sure Byron Murphy will be on him a good chunk of the game. So I can't wait for that matchup. But I, I don't think it's going to be close. So, oh, so you're predicting Rams in a blowout, just to be oh, clear. Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. I think it, it might be like 20 points plus. Oh, my goodness. All right. Yeah. Well, um, let, me, let me talk here because I have a different way of looking at it so we talked about the show last night um and after i got back to my apartment i was still thinking about this game and what and what my pick would be um and i i i originally i thought the rams would win this pretty easily um they're looking like super bowl favorites right now coming off a huge win against the bucks but i thought about what i said um i think it was the first episode of A to Z, I said the Cardinals have the talent to be Super Bowl contenders. It just comes down to execution, um, and and coaching, um, and so and that's when I started tinkering with this. I was like, can they be? I mean, I think they match up pretty well, offensive firepower. Oh yeah, 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 yes they um, do. And I think they have a better overall weapons because I think their running game, I think their running game is better than the Rams too, and so that got me thinking: Do I go with them? Um, but in the end, I, I just thought one team has Aaron Donald, the other doesn't. And it's just he's the best player in, in football, in my opinion. Um, and so I just I think 
that it will be close because of of the Cardinals firepower uh Kyler playing the way he is so far this season he's gonna step up this this game um against their first real test I believe um and I think it's gonna be close but in the end um it'll it comes down to Aaron Donald and uh Sean McVay um, because I think Sean McVay is just a genius, and he's gonna yes, he is. he's he has an advantage over Cliff, and and the Cardinals can't afford to make silly turnovers, silly mistakes like they have in the past two weeks. Um, because if they do that, Rams will take advantage immediately, and so it comes down to limiting mistakes. They can't turn the ball over because Rams are Rams don't turn the ball over very much as well. Um, and then also the pass and rush needs to return with Chandler Jones and J.J. Watt. Getting to Stafford, making him uncomfortable, that will be the key. Yeah, absolutely. And I think just one more thing to add on top of that. The Rams will try and make Kyler Murray a pocket passer this game. I can truly see that happening. They don't want him to get outside the pocket because that's where he does the most amount of damage. But I think he's actually proved this season that he that he's more than capable of being a pocket passer. And he's Absolutely. able to he's able to stand there and scan over the field. So, you know, a, after your point, Jonah, I, I think I'm leaning less towards a blowout. I, I still think I still don't think they'll be able to go away with the victory, but I, I think it'll be closer than what I originally thought. All right, I, I maybe I got some convincing out of you. We'll see. <laughs> um, but let's go into our final segment of the show. That went by pretty quickly. Um, but uh, it's final words for the both of us, um, where we give our two cents on anything we want to talk about. And for me, my final words will be, I'll just reiterate it with the Cardinals. This is a prove-it game for the Cardinals. The, the, the Rams have been uh, Arizona's kryptonite since Sean McVay um, came to L.A. It's... And, and LA, the LA Phoenix um, storyline has has grown in the past few years with LA always being sort of our big brother. Um, whether it becomes uh, it comes down to Lakers, Rams, of course the Suns broke that last year in the playoffs. But anyways, I digress. Um, the the Cardinals this is their chance to to show the NFL what they're made of um, because they're right on the cusp of being in in that in that tier that super bowl tier and if they win this game they show that they're for real because they've had suspect games the past two weeks they show that they're for real and they show that they can be super bowl contenders this is their chance i want to see it happen so prove me wrong arizona prove me wrong cliff because this is this is the game to show that you're for real i love that and to go on to my final words just about the point earlier with the Phoenix Mercury playing in Tempe, and I'll reiterate it again, just how how bad this is for not just the WNBA, but just sports as a whole. When you talk about wanting equality for men and women in sports, this is not the way to do it. In fact, this is probably the furthest thing to do from it, and especially because it is a playoff game. And for Phoenix, you understand the impact that Diana Taurasi has had on the city. I mean, there's even a street out by, I believe it's like, you know, I think it's 2nd Street in Jefferson, and they, they title the street uh, Taurasi Way. And her impact is unbelievable. And, you know, the Mercury have won four championships. That's more than the Suns have won. Sorry, excuse me, three championships. But that's more than the Suns have won. It's more than the Cardinals have won. It's more than the Coyotes have won. More than the Dimebacks have won. So... 
I think it's time that you show these women their their respect that they deserve because they're just not only because of their success, but just because everybody deserves to be treated equally, especially in sport. Well said, Hayden. And I think on that note, we'll close out the show. This has been fun, Hayden, just talking Mercury, talking Cardinals, and talking AZ Sports. Cue that music, Hayden, because it is time for us to wrap up. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Follow along our, our Twitter page. We hope you enjoyed it, and have a great weekend, everybody. This has been A to Z.